Hello, Shay.org podcast coming your way, episode 437. QA coming your way. Steve Schme, as always, and Ricky V. Rock, the Rickster. But hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Four great topics coming your way. So the first one, best steroids to lower SHBG sex hormone binding globulin. So SHBG in our body, guys. It's a little confusing. A lot of people think, oh, my God, I got to raise SHBG. I got to raise it. Everything's got to go up in my body when I take hormones. But no, sex hormone binding globulin, you want it to get lower. The reason you want it to get lower in your body is that it will actually free up your your free testosterone. You've got total testosterone in your body. you got your free testosterone. Free testosterone is what counts. The other, you have bound testosterone and unbound testosterone. So, Really simple, guys. And at the end of the day, if you can get more of that free ratio higher in your body when you're using anabolic steroids, it's going to make the other steroids in your cycle work even better and you'll get even better results and more bang for your buck. So best steroids for SHBG, in my opinion, which I would say Proviron, best one, 25 to 50 milligrams a day. And the reason I say Proviron is it's, it's not liver toxic. It's not 17 alpha alkylated, so it doesn't it doesn't mess with your liver even close like other steroids do. It's also very mild in your system. It doesn't cause side effects like other orals. And it's very, even though it's a DHT derivative, it's structured in a way it doesn't give you those DHT side effects. So it won't shed your hair, won't inflame your prostate, won't give you androgenic side effects like straining your heart. It won't fuck with your kidneys like other steroids would. So it's a great steroid, I think, to add to different uh, cycles that you're running. There's also supplements that you can run to lower SHBG as well, bringing you in for that, Rick. Why don't you tell us a little bit about best steroids and best supplements to lower SHBG? How would you do it? Well, it's a couple of things. One, um, just real simple, uh, dietary changes. Most of us bodybuilders that are high protein diet, uh, high protein diets will reduce sex hormone binding globulin in the body. They're just good studies with I mean, like over a thousand dudes in, in the studies. And it was basically to see if it could low, it will, it could lower the levels. Um, also, Stinging nettle root, uh, which has a very complex uh, chemical name. I, I have my bottle here of, of Intergenerate, my product, is 3,4-divanyl-tetrahydrofuran. That is the active ingredient in stinging nettle extract that actually creates, that lowers SHBG. And that's why I put it in there. That's why I put it in the, in my intergenerate product. Uh, guys, visit hcgenerate.com for my product, the one I, I designed and I sell. Very powerful testosterone booster. It's how we sponsor this show. And um, check it out, hcgenerate.com. So stinging nettle root will help lower sex hormone binding globally. It's been associated with it. And it's why it's in there. And it really helps aside from, you know, helping with muscle soreness and recovery and things like that, which is what stinging nettle root was uh, mainly, mainly used for. So 
I would use that. I, I personally, me, I think 500 milligrams, a thousand milligrams of stinging nettle root, not very expensive, fairly cheap. It'll go a long way in helping you with, with this problem. It'll go a, a long, long way in helping you with any kind of issues with high SHBG and which will be low free testosterone at that point. So, I mean, that, that's, that's what I got to say. I mean, between Proviron, Sting and Nettle Root, you got a pretty powerful combination. And it's good, good to do during PCT. Why did I add it to my testosterone booster PCT product? It's just more free testosterone. You know, I, I could, if I just had the herbs in there that help increase testosterone, you might get an overall increase in, in testosterone, but your free test might still be kind of low. So through the threw in the stinging nettle extract in my HG generate formula, and that helps to have more free testosterone. Obviously, it's in there with vitamin E, zinc, the Fedoja agrestis, a thousand milligrams, fenugreek extract, a thousand milligrams, tribulus terrestrate extract, 500 milligrams, Tonkata Lee, 100 megs, boron citrate. I mean, it's, it's got it. It's a full formula. The stinging nettle is only part of it. And it's only there to increase free, increase free testosterone. Uh, with along with the Fedosia and Tonkata Lee, which are um, fenugreek, which are in there to raise testosterone production. So that's a good one, man. What else you got, Steve? One of the side effects of having high SHBG is going to be, you know, infertility, lower sex drive, erectile dysfunction. So is any infertility, obviously, you're going to need to get, you know, sperm tested to find that out. But decreased sex drive and erectile dysfunction are two of the big ones. So ask yourself, has this been happening? And it could be because SHBG in your body, which is protein made by your liver that binds to three sex hormones in the body, that could be high. So great way to get that lowered would be what we suggested, the supplements that Rick suggested if you want to go the natural route. And you can run the Proviron, as I said, if you want to go the PED route, or you could run them both together and get a double dose of it. So it's really uh, something to you know be, be aware of. And it's, it's pretty common. It's pretty common these days. And it's not just people who don't eat meat or don't eat a lot of meat either. It's all people, <laughs> you know, all people can have sex, high uh, SHBG. So um, it, a lot of reasons for it, guys, a lot of reasons. Um, we talked about it on, on the podcast. I really believe one of the prime reasons for these hormone issues that we're all experiencing is environmental factors. It's, it's the, the shit in our water. It's the shit in our soil. It's the shit you know, that we're eating. So I, that, all that really, really combines from it. So it's, it's definitely a mess. And it's sad that we have to, we're forced to take supplements because, you know, things in our environment, even if we're doing everything right, it's not our fault that where we live, you're literally taking a shower with water that has eight different chemicals in them which 
are not good. Like you could take a fish, go to a pet store and buy a fish and use your tap water in the fish bowl. And your fish would die literally the next day because that water is so full of chemicals. And that's the water we're showering. That's the water we're drinking. And that's the water that's absorbing into our skin. So all these reasons are why we have these hormonal issues for sure. So it's, it's an absolute mess uh, what's going on, um, on, you know, in our, uh, in our, in our world, really. Um, so the next topic we're going to talk about is going to be best trend to use on cycle and why. So I, I'm going to, you know, this is what I tell guys who are new to trend. I really believe this. I did this myself when I first used trend. So I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass when I, when I tell you this, but I'm a big believer the first time you run trend to run trend balone acetate. It's a shorter ester. Then you've got trend hex and you got trend anethate, which are longer esters. The hex is an intermediate ester and the, and the anethate, of course, is the longer ester with a 10, or 10 11, 12 day half-life, whatever. So the half-life of the acetate is much shorter, okay? It's like, what, four, four days, three, four days? So you inject it every other day, it's fine. And with the acetates in your system quicker at peak, peak levels, but it's also out of your system quicker when you come off. So you won't come off, say, run it for six weeks, come off and it's still in your system five weeks later, like anethate. No, the acetate's gonna be out of your system in about two to three weeks at the most. So that's why I recommend acetate. Because if you're on cycle, you get to week six, you get to week seven, the side effects are really coming on, your blood pressure is out of control, then you can come off and it'll be out of your system much quicker than the anything. So that's why I tell new guys to trend. Um, I really recommend you use, use acetate the first time. This way you can kind of, you know, gauge it, whatever. And, you know, it's funny though, with trend, I've noticed with trend E or trend ACE, whatever trend you use or trend hex, you f it hits you hard within the first week and a half, it hits you like a ton of bricks. It doesn't matter what ester you use. Stuff is so powerful. But I have noticed when you come off, the acetate, you're definitely causing more less, less damage in your body than you are with the anethate because it's going to be in your system a much, a much shorter time. So those are, those are just my, um, my humble opinion that, um, that I believe in. Rick, what's your thoughts on the best trend to use on cycle and why? I mean, it depends on what you want to do. Um, I prefer Trembolone and Athate because I enjoy the longer esters. I can take more time in between shots, and I think I get steadier levels. But there's something to be said about shorter esters. You, you get more steroid for the weight, and they work and, and build up faster. So, for example, 100 milligrams of testosterone and Athate and 100 milligrams of trembolone acetate. That anatate has a longer ester. And so the ester comprises a higher percentage of the total weight. The acetate ester is much shorter. So that ester comprises a lower percentage of the total weight. Now, the ester has to be removed away from the trembolone hormone before that hormone can be active in the body and attached to receptors. So that ester doesn't quite build muscle. So if you take 100 milligrams of anatate and 100 milligrams of acetate, and you remove the ester chain out of each of those, you're going to be left with less 
trembolone, when you remove the enantate ester, 100 milligrams, then if you remove the acetate ester from 100 milligrams of acetate. So uh, milligram per milligram, you get more steroid out of the shorter esters. But the longer esters will actually keep your levels much steadier. It's smoother, smooth going. And if you can inject every other day, every day, and, and be consistent with it, and your lifestyle can be wrapped around, that's fucking perfect, great. And if you don't mind pinning yourself so often, that's fine. But if you only, if you can only really inject a couple of times a week or maybe once a week, and really that's just the, that's the, the best way for your schedule and everything, then just go with an athlete, man. It's much better, much easier. It takes a little bit longer to build up and start working, uh, uh, but it's, it's there. It's good shit. So that's all I have to say about that. It's really personal choice. At the end of the day, it's the same. Once the ester is removed, it's the same base hormone. You know, there is neither of them. It's just the same fucking hormone. The only major difference is how long it lasts in the body and what that means to you and your and your injection schedule. And also, if you care about, you know, 10 milligrams, 50 milligrams, more or less of actual steroid per 100 milligrams due to the to the length of the ester chain. But besides that, not, not much else to it. So next one, I'm going to bring you in early on this one, Rick, because I believe you have experience with this steroids and acne. Um, I've been lucky. Uh, just my genetics. I don't I, I had, you know, pimples when I was in uh, high school. My hormones were changing. I used to have pimples and really suck like, get, to get a pimple like on your lip or something. Um, and you have to pop it before school and stuff. And it was really embarrassing. But um I never had an issue with acne. I don't, I don't have, I have more dry skin than, than the oily skin. And that's probably why I don't have an issue with acne. Plus I go, you know, swimming in the ocean a lot too. And that dries out my skin. So um, it really sucks dealing with acne because when you use steroids, your hormones, they get fluctuate, they fluctuate so much. So if you're prone to acne and you use these hormones, of course the acne is going to flare up. So Rick, I believe N2BM used to sell an acne product. Um, I'm curious to see, to hear from you what was in it and if it's still going to be sold again. Uh, we had a, a great product. It's a great formula. It's called N2Clear. Um, unfortunately, we don't, we don't make N2Clear anymore. We can't make it at the moment. Uh, I, might, I might be working on making it again. It just that we were making some cosmetics through a really well, very well-skilled a person and apparently they my opinion they might have had some problems with with drug issues because they just kind of fell off and and stopped being consistent and stopped stopped producing you know always had a lot of excuses and it turned out that you know they might have been on drugs but um and to clear uh and to clear i'm thinking it'll be back it'll make a comeback in, in 2022 it's it's just a good way to keep your skin cleansed and keep your skin clean um, so that you don't have bad breakouts. Uh, what I found when it comes to steroid use, the best antidote for problems with your skin while you're on juice is getting into the pool at least once or twice a week and tanning. And obviously washing your body with 
something antibacterial that's going to keep bacteria of your body. That, that goes without saying, but get it into the pool. Just something about being dipped in chlorine. That's very, uh, I think it cleanses your skin. And sun tanning, UV rays, the sun will actually help, help cleanse your skin. Helps kind of, my opinion, I feel like my pores get clean from, they, they, they open up when, when I'm under the sun and, and they're cleaner. Obviously, you, you could always get some kind of little cystic kind of acne that it's, is below the surface. And that, you know, it's part of being on the, on the steroids. Another thing that's helped with skin issues on steroids is antibiotics. You know, if you're, if you're coming up to a show, if you're doing a show or a photo shoot or something like that, and, and you're having issues with breaking out because of it, because of steroids, you probably go to your doctor and get a quick, quick script for, uh, for some antibiotics that are going to help clear your skin from some of these uh, blemishes. And, and it works. You know, uh, I would definitely do it under, under doctor supervision. I believe it's going to be about 10 days of taking an antibiotic and it'll dry up most of your acne. So if you're coming up to a show, coming up to a thing, uh, tanning will help. Pool and antibiotics, combination of the three, you have a very clear skin uh, pretty pretty early on. Accutane. So also being, being good. Um, I've heard from people that had actual uh, uh, kind of uh, problems with the surface of their skin, with the texture from years of acne, how the skin kind of shed a layer and, and some of those, uh, some of those divots, divots to use a, that word, um, kind of when got lighter or went away a little bit, the texture was nicer after doing Accutane for a couple of months. So that could also be an option. Again, doctor supervision. You got to be real careful with Accutane. It's basically a, a version of a, a vitamin A that you take a lot of. So you shouldn't take more vitamin A or, or take supplements with vitamin A if you're on Accutane. It's not a good idea. You know, there is such a thing as, as vitamin A poisoning. So that's it, man. That's my spiel on, on acne, man. I mean, keep your skin clean. Um, don't mess with the acne. If you do mess with the acne, if you're trying to pop a, a pimple or something, that's bad. Make sure you do it in the shower. Make sure the, 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 the hand, the, your hands are clean. Make sure the area is, is soaked up. Once uh, the, there's an eruption from the blemish from the acne, then you can uh, make sure it clean up so it doesn't affect skin around it. You know, squeezing a, a, a pimple or something on your shoulder, on your back or your neck, on your chest, on your stomach. I mean, you could, like a volcano, spray that bacteria all over the skin everywhere. You just, you don't see it, but it'll, it'll burst out and you could, you could just get acne from, you could spread that acne, spread that bacteria around your skin. So always make sure to clean that skin out. Um, don't start squeeze. If, you, if you're definitely set that you're going to, to squeeze out a pimple, make sure it's ready to go. <laughs> don't, don't start messing with it, you know, days before it's really ready. Um, you, you'll know when, when that infection has kind of reached the surface and is ready to be popped. And then you want to make sure to clean the area out, maybe apply a anointment, uh, for, for acne and go. I mean, that's it, man. That's all I got, brother. What do you got? The next one is the last one we're going to talk about is oral primobol. And I've had a couple questions about this come up on the forum. Um, guys, 
you know, um, see the thing with Prima Bowling is uh, a lot of guys complain about the price with injectable Prima Bowling. They also complain about the molecular weight. You know, um, you, it's 100, usually 100 milligrams a milliliter. Some UGLs are coming out with 200 milligrams a milliliter. Um, I've seen that, but it's mostly 100 milligrams a milliliter. So that's a lot of injections. I mean, if you want to run 500 milligrams, that's five cc's injecting. And, you know, something like testosterone, sipinate, or anthate, usually labs, you know, they have 250 milligrams. So you can run 500 milligrams and only two cc's. But if you do 500 milligrams of pre-mobile, it's five cc's. That's a lot of injecting. And sometimes the injections are painful. So, a lot of guys are like, well, you know, why not just run oral primobolin? But here's here's my issue with oral primobolin. Because it is not a 17-alpha alkylated oral, you run the risk of, you know, taking it and it not being very effective in the body and not giving you any type of um, results that are worthwhile. So if you run oral primobolin, you're going to have to run at least 125 milligrams, I would say, if you're a guy, I mean, up to even 200 milligrams a day of this stuff. And, you know, it's it just doesn't work the same as the injectable Prima Bone. There's just something about it. In the, it's just something about it. It's just, it's so weird because you would think, you know, an oral Prima Bone versus injectable, it would work the same, but it's very different than Winstrol. Oral Winstrol an injectable Winstrol, whether you drink it or inject it, you really get the same results. 50 milligrams of the oral is going to be the same as 50 milligrams of the injectable because they are both liver toxic, no matter what you do. But with Primobolin, the oral is not liver toxic and it's just going to get destroyed like in the, in the body. It's just not going to, uh, the absorption just isn't there. I'll put it that way. Um, so, in my opinion, you're just better off just doing injectable Prima Bowling. I think a lot of people over the years have been turned off by Prima Bowling because they're getting fake Prima Bowling. They got fake injectable Prima Bowling and they haven't really liked it, but you got to get the real stuff. I'm personally not a fan of using injectable Prima Bowling either. <laughs> you know, I think there's better steroids out there. I'm looking at it from an economics perspective rather than just a pure aesthetic i really think you can get the same results and save like 60 percent or 70 percent of cash by using equipoise instead and you know that's 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 the thing and um so i'm not a, a fan of prima bowling anymore i used to be but i'm just not a fan anymore i'm much more of a fan of eq so Mary, i'm gonna let you finish out the show last last five minutes and tell us your opinion about oral prima bowling have you tried it before and what do you think you know why uh, I've never done the oral primo bowling um, myself that I can recall now in my lifetime. Look, it's 20 years of um, of steroid experience. So sometimes when I get on the podcast, I might have forgotten a little detail from another, from part of my life that I might remember in another podcast. So if you ever hear me say something inconsistent, look, right now, as far as I can remember, I, I don't remember doing it before, but I do know girls that have taken or Primo Bowling and think it, it works great. I've known girls that take it coming up to shows, girls I've dated, girls I've worked with, and they feel great on it. I've never done it. I, I like inje- I, I'd rather inject than, than use orals, especially since oral Primo Bowling is not methylated. 
it's actually the same ester chain that we would inject otherwise it's an oral primobolin it's not methylated so i've heard women that swear by it think it think it's great you know they've done anavar by itself works okay they do anavar with primobolin get better results they feel like so there's some merit to it especially i think for women it's I'm sure some tested athletes that are looking to cheat the system could actually benefit greatly from oral primobolin because of how quickly it is out of your system. So there's some use cases, you know, like females coming up to competition, like tested athletes that are trying to, to cheat the system, but just regular meatheads like you and I, uh, probably not. Probably not. Why is it good for a girl uh, uh, and not injecting? Well, if a girl injects primobolin, it's going to take a, a couple of days to 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 get to get up and in, in, in range. Then it'll spike up, and then it'll it'll come down again because of the half life. So you'll have some days where you have a lot of primo in your system, maybe more than you'd want. And then you have other days where you have very little primo in your system. Um, and if you, you know, shoot it week by week and it builds up and you're starting to get bad side effects from it, it'll be a few days before some enough of it is out of your system for the side effects to subside. But the oral version, you keep a, a pretty constant steady dose day by day. And if there are ever any symptoms, you can lower the dose. So to the so the symptoms can go away and you'll see you'll see you'll notice a change overnight and it's easier to tweak the dose to get rid of some symptoms if you do it on a day-by-day basis where injections you know you're getting some symptoms you know what do you do you do you, do you skip the next injection do you lower it what if you lowered it it wasn't low enough you might still have to wait a few more days blah 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 so oral primo, meatheads like you and I, Steve, ah, man, just shoot that shit. Just shoot it. Much better for us. Females or athletes trying to cheat the system, you got some merit there. As far as athletes trying to cheat the system, let me let me toss this in there. The old school, the old school drug tests for athletes that they use where they were looking for the specific hormone, those, I mean, yeah, fine. You, you, you were able, you, pretty easy to cheat those. The new WADA test, the stuff that they're, the way they're testing like the UFC fighters and such, they're looking, they're looking for metabolites of metabolites of primobolin. So they'll look downstream two or three conversions down of what, of what primobolin turns into later in your body and say, look, look, look at this metabolite. This metabolite is, is 100% synthetic. There's no way it could naturally occur in the body. And this is a downstream conversion metabolite off of primobolin. So we think this athlete must have had primobolin in his body at some point in the last year because there is a, a metabolite, two conversions down from primobolin that's still in their body. And it wouldn't be there under any other circumstances unless there was primobolin in his body before. That's the new shit. That's, the, that's, that's how they got John Jones on picograms of a metabolite of a steroid. You know, picograms of a downstream conversion metabolite off of another steroid that, 
that 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 metabolite wouldn't exist in your body unless a, that synthetic steroid had been in your body at some point earlier on. So that's just to, to toss it out there, just to give guys a uh, full information and everything. So I got Steve, what you got? That covers it. Another great episode, episode number 437 Q&A. Keep the questions coming. We'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.